What's up, everyone? You are listening to the Black, Broke, and Bougie podcast, where we have champagne and caviar taste with a ripple budget. And this is our very first episode, episode number one. Uh, Before we get started, make sure you follow us. Stay tuned to upcoming episodes on all different podcast platforms that we are streamed on. And also subscribe to and donate to us so that you can continue to hear more quality content from us. I am Marquise. And I'm JT. And on today's show, we are going to be discussing homecoming at HBCUs. And for those that are new or unfamiliar with what we are talking about, which I probably don't think you are, because if you saw something with black, bougie, um, and broke, you probably know what an HBCU is, and it's historically black colleges and universities. So, well, let's get started. All right, cool. So, well, before we get started, how how was your week? And it's the end of the week. It was a long week for me, and um, I'm tired, but I'm very excited that the week is over and ready for the weekend. What about you? I'm just ready for this week to get over. I'm ready for start a new one next week. Maybe something different to change. Uh, <laughs> what, I mean, what that? What, I don't know if that's necessarily. Well, that's. I guess that's a positive way to look at it. I try to look at things positive. I had a really productive uh, week. It was just. It was very tiring, but it was productive, and I'm really excited for the weekend. Uh, you know, once you get over a certain age, you just kind of are happy to just stay in the house and relax. And I think that's what I'm really looking forward to doing. So I'm excited about that. But I guess, you know, today we are talking about, you know, homecomings and homecomings specifically at historically black colleges and universities or HBCUs. Okay. And so um, how do you want to start? Like, where do you want to start from? Well, let's just start about which, what is that? The true purpose of an HBC, I mean, a HBC homecoming, and you know, pretty much the background of it. Okay, so um, I don't know. I guess I'll go. I guess the purpose. Well, the purpose definitely is, of course, to come back. But I, um, just in my opinion, it's for everybody that you know wants to come back and just stunt on someone and you know, show everybody their glow up. I think that's mainly the biggest thing for an HBCU homecoming. You know, you find that new outfit, you max out some credit card to make sure that you come back and let everybody know that you are living your best life. And, you know, it's just, it's time for you to shine. You know, <laughs> that that that's what I think. What about you? Yeah, I feel like that, you know, that's the time that people, you know, you know, they go all out, you know, some people, you know, don't even go on vacation here. Just take this time to um, to spend the money they don't have to, and borrow the money they don't have to make sure they look the best at homecoming and make everybody feel like they're doing well. And sometimes you may not be doing that well, but you will make sure that everybody from college, from your college days, know that at least it looked like you're doing well. And that's sad. You know, but I know I, 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 I'm I'm definitely guilty of that as well. You know, I, I didn't do too much of that this year for homecoming, but I do remember 
last year, I definitely, um, I definitely did, you know, put some extra money aside and went and made sure I had a couple of different outfits and things like that so that I could, um, you know, change it up a little bit. And um, I worked, I definitely worked out a lot more because that's a big thing too. You know, you want to, like, if you were larger in school or if you were fit, you want to make sure that you still let people know you got it. You know, I, I, I hate to say like, that's the man. Coming as vanity reasons. No, what else do you think? You think it's anything? Um, but, but just like one of the, um, a person I followed from from back from um, college, you know, she was saying how you know some people um, maybe you know they come back to homecoming and look like they've been you know had hard time went on hard times, but you know most people would try to um, make themselves look better, but some people just like I don't care, I'm just going. Well, and then that's even sadder than I think because I mean I think you know you're still going back. You need to present. <laughs> And, um, you know, in a positive way. But I guess another purpose is definitely, you know, because you haven't seen, you know, some people that you were cool with in college and you definitely want to come back. You also want to, I think the tailgates are a big purpose and just the whole overall festivities because, you know, at a black college, it's it's an experience. It's that homecoming is definitely an, an experience that, I don't think you get any place else, you know. No, and I think it's like I think like most school, you know, most HBCUs, you know, there's a bit of a competition to have the best homecoming because you know you have like your G holes and then you have your Howard homecomings and then you have your homecomings in the AUC, which is Atlanta. Um, you know, what is the AUC? What's the AUC? I don't know. I don't know what it's called anymore. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's. <laughs> I never Is knew that, what. I, I, you always got. I, I always had to call Atlanta, the AUC. Atlanta University um, in colleges or something like that. I don't know yeah. what it's called. It's, I mean, because it's, it's only. It's, it's really only like two. Because, I mean, you can, I don't really count no, Spell. I mean, it's three. I mean, you got Spellman, Morehouse, and Clark. But, Clark, yeah. But then, you know, I mean, probably back in the day, you probably would have Morris Brown. But, you know, yeah, they're yeah, in the Morris Brown as a part of. But you know they're no longer functioning in the same capacity they was years past. Yeah, they have that, but you know I never heard of Jiho. Like I don't know what Jiho is. It's, oh, where's that? It's the greatest homecoming on earth. So, you know, you know, and, and who, I, well, who is that? That's um, North Carolina A and T State University. That's oh, that's okay. the acronym for their homecoming. Oh, well, that I guess that's uh, what is it subjective? Because I mean. I guess everybody kind of thinks. Oh no, I, I think they, don't think they. But I have I have never been. You know, I've been to several um, black schools homecoming, but you know, A and T has not been. I never had experienced that one, but I that's one on my bucket list. I want to change. Yeah, I don't think I'm really interested. I mean, if you're going to go as hard as to say it's the greatest homecoming. But I guess, you know, everybody looks at what makes the homecoming lit. And, you know, and you you know, social media definitely plays a big part now in the whole, um, I guess, the purpose of the HBCU. Because it really, um, you know, 
makes it larger than what it pro- probably was back in the day because you know everybody has to do swag surfing and they show you know you see those things when they're in the gym and like the entire gym is swag surfing for whatever type of event that they're doing that so you know i think social media has definitely um amped it up a lot because and that's probably where the competition comes from yeah you know you know i, I mean and you know, there's always the competition between um, black colleges themselves. You know, try, who's the best um, HBC? You know, there's always the competition between um, the real HU, that's Hampton University and Howard University. You know, those two compete against each other to say who's the best. And then you know, you have your you know Southern universities that you know feel like they're they're better than the rest because yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Well, you know, and 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 in in the spirit of competition, you know, I know a lot of um, people who didn't go to HBCUs um, compete against HBCUs as if they had homecomings, like PWIs or predominantly white institutions. They um they have a lot of competitions now, and they even and when I talk about social media, they use social media a lot now to talk to try to make it seem like their homecomings are so elaborate. But, I mean, in actuality, I don't feel that they are. I've had the pleasure of going to both. I attended my undergrad at HBCU and then my master's at a PWI. But I don't think the homecomings rival each other at all. And I think that's a big thing, too, because they don't – they just try too hard. <laughs> I think they try too hard to emulate to do something. And I, yeah, they especially, try too you know, hard to do something. Especially the, they, they try. I guess they try to emulate. You know, especially the, the um, black, I guess the black student game you know, or the like. I know the University of South Carolina has the triple A's, and you know they try. You try. They try to emulate what the HBCUs have, but you know, it's still not that experience. Even though they do have their own cluster of students, I just feel that they don't have that same experience as an HBCU does. Yeah, they don't because, you know, they also just don't have the pomp and circumstance that, you know, you have at an HBCU. You know, I think we just, if you went to an HBCU, you know, we just kind of do everything a little extra in everything that we do. Everything is always very over the top. You know, from you coming back to homecoming and dressing in stilettos and or wearing a full blazer and it's 72 degrees outside. Um, you know, we just do things that are extra. So you won't really see that at the PWIs because, you know, you still got Chad and, you know, Victoria and Becky still coming to your cookout too and fellowshipping with y'all. So that doesn't really, um, you know, work out too well either. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, they always, you know, how, how they always give the HBCUs the stigma of, you know, the girls coming out of the dorm with uh, full dress, full makeup at eight o'clock in the morning, going to the eight o'clock class. <laughs> you know, that, that, mm-hmm. it's it's, it's, it's still the same at homecoming. You know, they bring out their best for homecoming. You know, with the different activities they may have, but they they gonna make sure they show off their best during that weekend. Yeah, and I think that's just because of the way that 
we were taught in an HBCU, you know, coming through an HBCU, you're taught to kind of always look your best and be your best because you have to compete against everyone else. And I think that kind of um, plays a big part in it. And then, you know, looking into, but then coming back, how do you, like, what do you do? Like, how do you support like the school because you know you, you're repping your school but like how do you support them because you know we're dressed to the nines we're partying hard but then you know and people rep like you said jiho so how do they keep like support like how does that sustain how, i guess the alumni how do the um how do you support your alma mater i mean i guess i'm not sure about them but i know for um us, you know, you know, it's, it's, you know, the the alumni drive the funding of the school. So most of them, you know, I know the older ones that are on HBCU. Though they're the ones that, you know, raise the money for the capital campaigns and different things like that. But you know, you we they try to get the young ones to participate. But I guess you know they're still trying to pay Sally May back and, you know, start families and start lives so they don't have to... I ain't never trying to pay Sally May back, so you ain't got to worry about that. Um, well, not Sally May, but Navient. Navient. Navient, whoever these people are that trying to keep collecting this stupid money. I'm not paying them back. But, okay, go ahead, continue. I'm not paying them back at all, so that's not going to happen. Um, some, you know, some people maybe try to be more responsible than others. So you know, <laughs> they make sense. They may send them two or three dollars a month, but it's just it's just to the point where you know, it's yeah. I feel I feel a responsibility to support your school because you know, I guess because you know, we don't really have things of our own, and so you know, like HBCUs, those you know, those are our largest um, black businesses. So you have to like. We should always support those to make sure they're they're always around for people that may need them and don't need them. Yeah, and it's a really um, powerful networking tool too. The the well, the Black College that's a really powerful. If you use it correctly, it's a powerful networking tool. And I guess that's a big thing about homecoming too, because it, you that's really where I think the alumni try to push to raise money or, or start collecting money because I know at most homecomings they always give the check for you know your annual giving fund and how much money has been raised over that over that time over the year and everything and so I guess that is a big push for it but you know I, I'm just not at that point yet because I'm I guess I, I'm still in the turn up phase but I mean I support but I guess you know and there's different ways of supporting too though you know, not just financially, but I guess that's a, a big thing in at homecoming is supporting financially. But what I guess what are some other ways you can support at homecoming to for your alma mater if you don't support financially? I guess you can you know like come back and I guess encourage students. You know, students maybe in your field that while you were in school, you know, just you know. I, what is it? What is the saying? Lift, oh, that is smart. Yeah, answer, like speaking. Yeah, lift and answer climb. You know, go back and tell them oh, this is your major. Wait, what? You know, lift and as you climb. Lift it as you climb. Oh, okay. I was like, what? Well, I, I don't know that term. You know, I'm sorry. I was raised around old people. So, I don't... <laughs> okay. Lift and as you climb. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, going, it's going back, you know, 
you know, telling the students, like, yeah, you may think this is a glamorous career, but you, this is what you need to look at, you know, are you sure you want to do this, you know, just, you know, just telling them about the real world, about what it is, and, and you know, just inspiring them, you know, telling them what, what ways to get to where you are or get to where, you know, they want to be without having the headaches that you did. Mm-hmm. If that may help. Okay. Yeah, that that makes sense. You know, I guess speaking, going back and kind of promoting um, what you're doing now and kind of encouraging. So that that does support. And and I guess, yeah, because, you know, they do have those things, I think, during homecoming. I guess whenever you decide, like whenever you get in for that weekend and they have those events that happen, you know, during that time. So that is a way to support. So. I guess that kind of, you know, sums that part up about supporting because that would be a good way to, um, I guess, sustain that, you know, to to keep it going because some people, you know, I guess they get a little intimidated during homecoming when they see all these people that keep, you know, um, submitting all these high checks and, um, all these dollars to the um, college or university and then you know they don't have it so I guess speaking or you know giving positive words or helping to promote um, still does it but then you have some people again I've been guilty of this you know you might promote it but your your main thing is to come there and you know turn up but if you're like me you're turning up with a you know, not a not a high paying job, and so you're on a super strict budget. You know, <laughs> and you know, how do you how do you how do you put all that together? Like, how do you manage all that? I guess because I'm I'm on a a strict but budget. You know, this mortgage is just not going to pay itself. And but you want I want to come to homecoming and I want to have fun, and I'll tell my reason. But I guess like. What do you think? Like, how do you live it? Live on a budget while still coming to homecoming? Like, what do you do? I know for I know for me, um, I work with our my um, college alumni association. So pretty much a lot of stuff I do, I do like the meetings, and I may do a couple of things with the alumni, but I can't, I really can't afford to do like a full package because some of our homecoming packages are like close to three hundred dollars. I don't have that money to pay um, $60, 70 for a, a luncheon or uh, $80 for a dinner. I mean, What lunch. kind of lunch they give you for $60? The same dry chicken and the same dry beef <laughs> that every hotel you find <laughs> gives. And so, you know, I you know I could be good with a plate from cookout for $5 or $7, and I'm good for, I'm good for lunch. I'm good for dinner. Because my whole thing is I'm trying to get a quick meal to find where to look at later on. Because, and that's just how I am. But, you know, I try to support the um, alumni association. So I do attend a couple of events. But I don't attend, like, the full package and stuff like that. Oh, well, I, I don't think I've ever – well, I have attended some alumni events. But I, I guess for the most part myself, um, the group I hang with, we, we definitely – started to ball on a budget we one year we did kind of pay for a package that i did not feel was worth the money because it was not 
produced correctly. You know, we paid a whole like close to three hundred fifty dollars for what was supposed to be a VIP section that was not a VIP section. It was just some open tables with some chairs that everybody came and just sat at. Um, <laughs> right, and 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 so and a bottle of Grey Goose, and it was just not, you know, worth the money that we spent, and and we could have definitely, you know, had our own little kickback, which is what we've done this year, you know, in somebody's hotel room. You know, we all got have drinks and things. You bring it to someone's room, you kind of reminisce because to us that was the fun part of homecoming, coming back reminiscing about college days, you know, parties that you might have gone to, things that might have happened in the dorm, you know, places you might have gone, all those things. And so those are really fun. And so that's how, you know, we've definitely, I've started to maintain my budget of what I have planned because, um, you know, I definitely couldn't go out the first night because, you know, the budget wasn't, you know, where it needed to be. But, you know, Starting that Friday and Saturday, you know, my budget really only consisted of, you know, alcohol for the most part. So, I, you know, buying that and everything. But then I think that kind of leads to the parties, you know, you, yeah. what kind, you know, why because... at, at HBCUs, why, why, why are the parties so more i guess because of inflation i i'm i'll answer i guess i can say that the party i was gonna say why are the party so expensive no i guess you know you know demand because everybody's trying to come in that weekend everybody's trying to turn up everybody's trying to have the best experience because you know you know like like in past years you know the same club <clears throat> excuse me the same club that um is like ten dollars and maybe fifteen twenty dollars on a regular weekend is now um, forty, fifty, sixty, sometimes eighty dollars. So you know, and to me that's guess, ridiculous. Like, come on, man. Like, who, like, who is about to pay fifty dollars to get up into a club that you know is going to close at like one o'clock or probably earlier because it's going to be at capacity? You know, because that's what yeah. happens. You know, at homecoming because everybody from the class of seventy two to two thousand two is at the exact same party and they shut it and the fire marshal shuts it down. So, you know, you pay all that money to get there and you party, but then like with those people that are partying, you party so hard that like, why, (laughs) you know, like, why are you using this as an excuse to kind of relive those glory years or, or, or relive back to that past at, like when you were 19. I guess some people, you know, that's like some, some people, that's like the prime of their life, you know, you know, when they went to college, college hit, you know, they either, you know, they was the, um, you know, the campus star or whatever. You know, yeah. Campus. Yeah. But they, you know, try to, uh-huh. you know, try to, you know, try to get some of that back during that weekend. Mm-hmm. But for myself, you know, I was told, in school, I was totally different. So, you know, that stuff don't really. Well, no, I, I, I do. I guess I understand that that part because, I mean, I think, co- well, I was looking at it from, a, from what you were saying from a different way because college, I guess, starts to define who you are or you start to come into who you're going to be, you know, as an adult. And so 
but once you become like an adult adult, you know, <laughs> you know, you start having real bills, uh, real life problems and things. So I guess college, you want to go back to that part when you were, you know, quote unquote grown, but you know, still, you know, having fun and living and living thing, living your best life, I guess, or so you thought was um your best life. Yeah. So what else? You had anything else for that? No, no that's that's what I feel like that part was. So. Yeah, and, but see, and I guess um, another thing, I guess, with homecoming is that it are, are really big, and we kind of mentioned it briefly at the beginning, but I think this is kind of like the most important part is the game or the ta- and, and the tailgate specifically. You know the the football game and the tailgate, but the tailgate is kind of like that's the thing that everybody's there for, and everybody comes to make sure that they are, um, you know, participating in. Oh yeah, because you know some people don't even go to the you know inside the game depending on how good your some your like ninety percent of the people probably. Don't. I don't. I can think you can have. I mean. I don't know. I'm just trying to think what what H, at what HBCU where the game the game might be packed, but I can guarantee like if your stadium holds eight thousand to ten thousand people, you might have six thousand in the stadium, but there's probably fifteen thousand that's outside of that stadium. And yeah. out of that fifteen thousand, ten probably never even went to that school. You know, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, you know, because you know, it, because I remember people, because I, because being from South Carolina, you know, Black Bike Week is one of the um, major. It's it's a major thing here in South Carolina. But the thing about it is, some people compared that to like going to South Carolina State's homecoming. So you know, people would put that on their list of activities to attend that year. Mm-hmm. And so you know, a lot of people that don't even know have never stepped on a college campus, but they go. They know that one thing that. Um, uh, South Carolina State University has a great homecoming. They would uh, go down there for that weekend and enjoy themselves. Right. Yeah, that's it. And then I guess, and, and they're there for those tailgates because, you know, now that's that's a definitely an experience. You know, that's an experience that you you will not get anyplace else. You know, we were talking about with the PWIs, and they have their just, you know, their random tailgates. But, you know, we just kind of, take tailgate into a different experience. You know, it's a competition. Yeah. And what did you say? If you have ever been, because if you have ever been to um, Clark Atlanta, Clark, Atlanta, Clark Atlanta's tailgates, now they, most some of the most opulent tailgates I've ever seen. Okay, vocabulary I mean, words. You had to use the word opulent. <laughs> <laughs> Opulent, really? So we're gonna we're gonna put a check mark beside the word opulent. So we're gonna spell opulent. So you want to say that just because I might be I might I might be talking about homecoming, but I have a degree too. I have a whole degree too, man, and it wasn't even in English. Okay. No, okay. I changed my major from English. I changed my major from English. Oh, okay. But um... the only word you knew was opulent. All right. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Okay, what were you but saying? No, because like, cause like, you know, like, I think the, it was the AKAs or even those had, like, these clear chairs and stuff, um, lucite chairs. I'm like, 
who thinks about stuff like that, you know, for a tailgate? So, you know, they just go above and beyond at some of these schools with their tailgates. And, you know, just I haven't seen it at um, um, PWI homecoming. No, I don't think you'll probably see RVs and things like that. But, you know, you know, only at a, a black school will you see somebody that has an RV that has like reclining seats and like a tailgating experience game or something that's going on or, you know, like a, or a game truck also inside of it or something like we'll have that, like one year the Kappas had, um, they built a whole wall and mounted a flat screen TV onto the wall, you know, like, yeah, I think the walls were red and nothing had like white trim around. It wouldn't surprise me, but you know, like why? You know, you're outside. You legit got a whole, like, bar area and lounge area off to the side. You know, but I guess it's about the experience. Because, like you said, nobody, well, a lot of people come to the tailgate, but don't actually go inside the the game. game. And and They may may go in the game during halftime. Oh, yeah. The band. But depending on the school, though. Now, not everybody going to see the band at certain schools, but some big schools, they you know, they'll go in to see the halftime show. Right. And I guess, you know, and some of the, I guess the, well, I'll say the, the schools I, I've been noticing at the SWAC schools, their homecomings, because they stay for the fifth quarter when the bands battle. But even then on the outside, like the tailgates are just kind of an experience that you just will never, um, get anywhere else but then you know like i said how much is too much because you know some of this stuff is just too extra that we do like we really go all out like well personally we have like the group that i'm with we i guess people would say we don't do a real tailgate because we don't cook our food anymore because we got lazy well i mean it it was just very convenient it was extremely convenient to just pay somebody who likes to grill like that this is literally this job and he did a really good job um but you know he has a um like he does a whole lot of cooking and so he partnered with this guy this guy who taught him how to make grills and so i'm i was just honestly really ignorant to the fact that oh you can make like extra parts on a grill i guess you can make anything but like he made almost like a, a quadruple type grill where it was about 30 or 40 things cooking at one time and it it attracted like a large crowd and people were like coming taking pictures and you know, like hey what's your price and it's like do you really need all of that like it was literally only three of us that planned this and we only planned it for like maybe 30 people so we, we weren't planning it for like a whole lot of people but you know we didn't shy away from like all the attention that was being brought to our tent you know just because I guess who doesn't like attention you know, at some point. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Because, you, I mean, because, you know, I've been, for years I had, you know, tailgated with a couple of, you know, a couple of uh, friends from college. And it would, be, it would be pointless for me. To, I mean, it was pointless at one point because, you know, I didn't eat at tailgate because I was constantly running around doing stuff, doing, doing the um, games and stuff like that. So it's just, it was to the point where I had to say, Let, I need to save this money. Um, for myself because I'm not eating nothing because I would bring my nephews and stuff to the game and they wouldn't eat nothing so I would just be paying money 
for no reason. I, I think mean, I would take a plate home. I think that's but another thing, I though. It's hard to cut you off, but I think that's another thing. The food, like that, now that's too much because, like, we do, we are team too much when it comes at homecomings. You know, you normally at a tailgate, you think your traditional tailgate. You know, your hot dogs, your hamburgers, your fish. Um, you know, your pasta and things like that. But when you are, like, having crab boils and, um, like, what else have y'all seen where, like, people are having, like, gourmet meals and oh, yeah. that, that they're cooking at a tailgate, you know? Pretty much just like, it's just, like, either a version of a Christmas dinner <laughs> and a Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, like a fried <laughs> with, turkey. Like, why are you frying yeah, turkey out here? With, you know, with, with hot dogs and hamburgers. With, you know, it's just it's just to that point, you know. You know, they, they cook everything. And I remember a couple of years ago where a the Q's ran out of food and <laughs> they went and got picked up something real quick. And they got handled for running out of food. So, yeah. you know, it's a I don't think that was a couple of years ago, though. But, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, they was like, you know, they uh, you know, they tried, you know, they tried to make the best of it, but, you know, then they got ragged on it. So, I think they did a better job of it this year. So We'll see. Well, that's the exact opposite of, I think, what we are talking about with the home. Because normally people don't do, like, you're not going to run out of food in the homecoming. Like, you, well, normally you wouldn't because – you just have extra. Like, I mean, it's just mm-hmm. extra stuff that you're just going to have. But I think with all of that, though, o- overall, that still makes for a really um, um, opulent experience. I think I used that word in the correct um, content context. So, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going to ask people if they know how to spell opulent or what <laughs> opulence is then since we are using work, um, robust vocabulary words. But, yeah, I think, you know, overall, though, I think that does, um, you know, make the the whole homecoming experience come together. You know, your tailgate kind of, like, sums it all up because you have, you know, your alumni events and all those things that we talked about and, um, you know, the parties and things like that. But that tailgate is kind of, one of the close things to the end. Well, oh, and what about, like, well, I guess everybody really might not have a step show, but that's also at some schools, that could be a very big event as well. You know, the step shows can kind of get big. Yeah, the key word is some schools. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, that's still a big part of homecomings, though, because, you know, everybody kind of wants to have the best yard show and step show and things like that because Greek life pl- plays a big part in your homecoming uh, festivities as well. But I guess we can talk about that at another time or a later time. So um, I think that was pretty good. I think we kind of covered a lot of, a lot on homecomings and and we're at the end of homecoming season now. Well, for football, I think, you know, some schools that don't have football teams, um, they might have something now, but they uh, they'll probably do it in the spring for a homecoming. But I think, um, what do you think? How do you think it went? I think it went pretty well. Uh, okay, cool. So, well, if that's it, we definitely want to thank you guys for tuning in, and hopefully, 
you guys continue to stick with us and continue to listen um, weekly. We're going to do this every Friday, and we'll have a new episode every Friday. Leave us some comments. Leave us some feedback. Tell us some things that you would definitely like to hear us discuss on um, the Black Broken Bougie podcast. Um, Subscribe. Follow us on all social media accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and uh, Instagram at BB Broke Brothers. And let's explain the BB. The BB is, of course, Black and Broke. Uh, Because, you know, some people just have like some weird minds and might say think it means something else. I don't know. But um <laughs> yes, BB No, this brothers. is this is a, this is a rated G show. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah, a rated G show. <laughs> general audience. Oh, general audience. I don't know. I yeah. might I might have a day where I want to, you know, cuss. And I didn't say curse, I said cuss. I don't know. <laughs> but okay. But get, but definitely give us some feedback and you know Stay with us. We definitely enjoy this. We want to keep bringing you some nice, fun, and quality content. So, this is Marquise. This is JT. All right, saying stay clatch it. All right, bye.